Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. Now, as we continue with our meditation and study of the Orthodox liturgy, today I want to talk about the origins of the Great Entrance, because the Great Entrance is one of those things in the Orthodox liturgy which sort of separates it from every other Christian tradition. Uh, when you go into a Roman Catholic church or a Protestant church, you will not be seeing the Great Entrance. There are two different reasons why the great entrance exists and both of them come from the world after Constantine became Christian and the empire became Christian because when they built the Hagia Sophia the cathedral of the capital city of Rome outside of the sanctuary was a building and inside that building is where they kept all of the various things that you needed for the liturgy. That's where they kept the gospel. That's where they kept the epistle. That's where they kept the, the chalice and the discos. That's where people who were baking bread for the purposes of the liturgy brought the bread. That's where everything was prepared. And so when it was time for the gospel, you had to go get the gospel. When it was time for the liturgy of the gifts, you had to go get the gifts. And so there developed, out of necessity, a procession where people would sing hymns and these things were fetched. That's one of the origins of the great entrance. And because Constantinople was the capital city of Rome, the liturgical practices that developed at Hagia Sophia were copied throughout the empire. And that is the development and the origin of the Byzantine rite that we know today is because of what was being done in Constantinople. Now for the second reason, I want you guys to imagine yourself in the church prior to Constant Constantine, that we would be a church here in Decatur, very much like we are today, a single church, one church. And instead of a priest, there would be a bishop. One bishop, one city. And this was the truth throughout Christendom prior to Constantine. Now imagine for a moment that Constantine comes to power and makes his edict, making Christianity legal in the Roman Empire for the first time. Christians are free now that rather than worshiping in homes or in secret or in caves, they are able to build actual church buildings. And people feel confident in following this religion of the empire, and people start flooding into the church. Now imagine if 75, 50 to 75 percent of all of Decatur suddenly became Orthodox. We wouldn't be able to house them all. There would be no room. So out of necessity, more churches were built. But due to the tradition of one bishop, one city, these other parishes only were presided over by priests. Now, according to the ancient tradition, it was the bishop 
who stood in front of the gifts and prayed over the gifts. It was to the bishop that the Holy Spirit descended upon the bread and the wine and became the body and blood of Christ, not the priest. And so in the very beginning of when the parishes came into existence and there was this transition from having one parish led by the bishop to many parishes within the same city, there was a period where at the main cathedral, the bishop would do the prayers over the gifts for the entire city. And then it would be separated out and runners would go throughout the city distributing the gifts, the consecrated gifts, to each of the parishes. And so at an appropriate time, this runner would come into the church and there would be a procession from outside to inside with the gifts. Now, having this in mind, I want to now move to the gospel reading today, the Sunday after Theophany, which shows us Christ's first actions in his ministry. He has been prepared. He has been baptized. He has gone into the desert for 40 days, and now he is ready to begin his three-year ministry on earth. And the first words that he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, at Theophany, the Trinity was revealed explicitly for the first time. There was the Father who said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And then you have the Holy Spirit descending and remaining upon Christ. Now, according to the orthodox understanding of God and of the Trinity, which of course is one in essence, wherever one of the three persons is, because they are of one essence, all of them are present. So when Christ is saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he is referring to himself because there standing with him is the Father and the Holy Spirit. Repent, turn toward me because the heavenly kingdom is standing before you. And so therefore, in this ancient practice where the consecrated gifts entered into the church, heaven itself entered into the church. This is why to this day, the practice in many places, including at this parish, is for people to go out and touch the ayer that is draped across the priest's or the deacon's shoulders because this had been covering the gifts, the covering the actual body and blood of Christ. And so like the woman with the flow of blood, they reach out and touch this garment of Christ in hopes that his power will come forth and heal them. And even though today when we do the great entrance, it's just bread and wine because we haven't consecrated yet, that practice still persists. And in the context that we have entered into the kingdom of heaven with the divine liturgy, remember, blessed is the kingdom of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is how we begin the liturgy. We call for the presence of the Trinity itself. We call for the presence of the heavenly kingdom. In that context, it still makes sense for the people to reach out and touch that garment of Christ in hopes of being healed. In other words, what we do here 
is awesome and important. This and this space and this activity and these prayers all happen in the presence of Christ, in the presence of the Father, in the presence and through the Holy Spirit. Right here and right now, we are experiencing a foretaste of the heavenly kingdom. And we stand before God in hopes that not only we, the faithful, get to experience the fullness of the kingdom, but that everyone, everything in the created order has an opportunity to see the truth of what we behold today, that the kingdom is at hand. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, in the ages of ages. Amen.